Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 55 of the Sports Run On Podcast. We're going to start this podcast by talking about the NBA Finals Game 6 that's going to be going on tonight. Which I will start out by saying could be one of, could be the last game of the NBA season if the Milwaukee Bucks are able to get the win at home to be able to win this series 4-2. So for that reason by itself, this is an absolutely huge game because... This could be the Bucks. This could be the game where the Bucks are able to bring their first title to Milwaukee, which would be absolutely amazing for the city of Milwaukee. I don't. I don't know. I don't really think that's going to happen because I think the Suns are going to be able to force Game Seven, as I said in my podcast yesterday, which was the 54th episode of this podcast. This was the 55th. So I, I think that the Suns are going to force Seven. I think that they're a very highly, as I said yesterday, I think they're a very highly. Um, very talented team, very highly effective team. I think they're they have a lot of scoring potential, and that's why I think that without a doubt that they're going to be able to send this to a game five. Because even though I feel like that, even though they've lost three straight, with one of them being in Phoenix, I think they're going to be able to bounce back in Milwaukee. And I don't think that this is going to be a time when we're going to see them be swept out of like well, not swept, but I don't think it's going to be a time where we see them lose four. Are the loser of the NBA Finals do it and do it in the case of losing four straight games to lose the NBA Finals, which is just absolutely crazy to me to have someone lose four straight games to lose the NBA Finals. With that said, some of the X factors that I think could tonight, in my opinion. Could be the difference makers, and if this game goes to seven or not for the Bucks, I think for the Bucks to be able to close it out, I think Drew Holiday has to have a good game with the guard position. And as I've said before, Phoenix Suns are a very good team when it comes to the guards. They are very talented with Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the backcourt. So I think without doubt, this is going to be Drew Holiday is going to really have to step up and play even very well defensively if they're going to want to be able to take home. The win tonight to be able to bring this tor- bring this win back to Milwaukee. I think that he's going to be an absolutely crucial part of that. He played very well in Game Five, which is one of the reasons, or yeah, Game Five, which is one of the reasons that I think that they were able to give themselves this lead that they now have with going up three two in this series with the chance to now make it four two and be able to close out the series and bring the the championship back. I mean, obviously, I say Drew Holiday because honestly, he's one of those guys as my X factor because he is not he has, he does hasn't always had big games throughout this entire playoffs. Obviously, most people would say the X factors are Giannis and Chris Milton because those are the two biggest scores inside for the Buck, like the the two biggest scores in general for the Bucks throughout this playoffs. So I think without the doubt, they're going to be one of the top priorities for them for them to be able to have a good game for them to be able to win this title. Tonight, to be able to not have to do Game 7 or not be any more stressed, just be able to win it, and there would be no stress of going to a winner-take-all game, which will, at, which will be in Phoenix. So, I mean, this is the Bucks' last chance to be able to win the tournament while still playing in Milwaukee, playing in front of their home crowd, and playing in, in just, it feels better winning their tournament in front of their home crowd. Now let's look. Now looking at the other side. Other side, we have Chris Paul. I think he, Chris Paul is going to be the, the the X factor for the Suns in this game. He has been very good throughout the this this um throughout the season. He has played very well throughout this playoffs. They have a lot of people have said it's been his comeback. Not really a comeback year, but really a standout year for him because he has not always been on the teams that like he's always been on a very good team such as the Clippers. But they haven't. They've never really been like. He's not really gotten this far when it comes to like title contention, and that's why a lot of people have been saying this is somewhat a huge year. This could be a huge year for Chris Paul. This could be the year that could really help him be that first sure to get into the get into the 
NBA Hall of Fames because everybody's always looking because they're like, are, are like, are you worthy of the Hall of Fame? Are you not worthy of the Hall of Fame? I mean, they're looking at that in every sport. But now, obviously, as Chris Paul is getting older, he's getting into the age of one of as as uh, on the older end of the spectrum when it comes to the age of these NBA players. The conversation now starts to turn into the fact of, do you think that he is going to be eligible for a go get into the NBA Hall of Fame? And a lot of people said that them winning this title is going to be a big difference maker on if the committee thinks that he's going to be is good enough to be able to get into the Hall of Fame to be able to or get get into the NBA Hall of Fame. I would have to agree with this. I think he's had a very good career so far. If you didn't know, he was part of Lob City, which is the nickname for the LA, one of the teams of the LA Clippers he was playing on with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, who were who were crazy dunkers. So they named it Lob City because all he felt like he did whenever he was playing point guard for the Clippers those couple years was just throw up lobs to those two the entire game. So that, that was that was pretty good for him. So I think with so I think with that taken into consideration, I don't I don't think even with Lob City and what he was able to do with the Clippers that that is going to be I in my personal opinion I don't think it's going to be enough. I think this tournament is absolutely crucial for him to be able to make his way into the NBA Hall of Fame. I think that this is going to be a must-have. I think that he is going to be a must-have to be able to get into the NBA Hall of Fame. Or he's going to go down as one of the better players that's played in the NBA that would go home, that would retire without a title. With this said, obviously, this is not his last season. This is not the final season, but this is obviously the closest you've ever been. This closest he's ever been. And getting that first title is always the hardest because then you can at least say, hey, I might not have won four or five titles like MJ, but at least I have that one title. Like I, I had that one season where I was able to take my team as a leader on the team and take them to an NBA playoffs. Everybody wants to say that they have that one season before they retire, which a lot of people say is the reason that some of these players such as Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant go to these very good teams like Anthony Davis went to the Lakers with LeBron and Kevin Durant went to the Nets this season. They go or he went to Golden and then went to Golden State before that. They go there because they want a ring because they want to be able to it's obviously shown by these guys strategical move to these like making these quote-unquote power teams like these power teams be able to go for to win these titles now they obviously they see after who's getting into the playoffs or get who's getting into the nba nba hall of fame i would say and like like who's good and who they who the committee thinks is good enough and who the committee doesn't think is good enough they can they're obviously by the by the virtue of them making the effort to switch these teams they have obviously David can obviously tell like all of us can what what specific qualities they think you need to be able to get into the NBA Hall of Fame and obviously it's shown over the years that for 90 probably 98 99% of the people that are going to get into this NBA Hall of Fame or any pro sport Hall of Fame NHL NBA NFL or any other, I think that they're gonna need they're gonna need a, a championship in that sport to have it be a Stanley Cup for the NHL, an NFL, on a Super Bowl for the NFL, so on and so forth. Now staying in basketball, but moving on to the Olympics, the U.S. basketball team has finished their exhibition schedule as I talked about a couple of podcasts ago. After they started out 0 and 2, losing their first two games, 90 to 87 in Nigeria and 91 83 to Australia. So at this point, I was talking about how some people are scared because a lot of people think that it's a for sure gold. Like it's a for sure gold that they are going to be able to come in and they're going to be able to just win it because usually the USA because because most of the NBA because the NBA is the premier league and most people if they're good enough to play in the NBA do not play overseas meaning that it's the on that USA team should theoretically be the best players because they can stack it with people who play in the NBA because they are from the US originally 
I mean, I mean, some of those players that are that are on there right now are people. I mean, I mean, there are a couple that are literally in the um, NBA Finals I just talked about right now. Devin Booker, who's on the Suns, Drew Holiday, who I talked about as my X factor for this game, Game Six for the Milwaukee, about to bring the title home, and Chris Middleton, who's also on the Milwaukee Bucks. Those three will all be on the, the this NBA team to try to bring home a gold. With that said, they were able to bounce back. They were able to beat their. They were able to win their third game, one at one hundred eight to eighty over Argentina. So they were able to get that win. And then their game with USA versus Australia was canceled. So they ended up playing a game USA versus Spain, which they were able to win 83-76. Not a very high scoring game like some of the other ones that they had played. So they ended up they ended up ending at two and two with one game canceled, moving into the Olympics. From what I've watched from this. These Olympic these Olympic exhibitions that I've seen from these teams, I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna be fine. I mean, if you want to know, they're playing the first two matchups that they're gonna be playing in the Olympics when they get to Tokyo is um, they're gonna be playing France first, Iran second, and then the Czech Republic third, and then going into the quarter semifinals and obviously so on and so forth until they get to the gold medal game. So those will be the three: France, Iran, and then Czech Republic. In that order, will be the first three games that they're going to be playing. To see how they hold up against the, to see if they actually are able, to, are a good enough team put together to be able to win a gold medal. I think that they are at this point, but I think we're just going to have to see. Now, staying with the Olympics, there are some Olymp- there are some Olympians that are not going to be completing that have had very good, that have had very good showings in the Olympics up to this point. One of them, the first one we're going to be talking about is Nathan Adrian. He is a five-time Olympic gold medalist who did not qualify for the game after finishing 10 third in the men's 50-meter freestyle final for swimming. So he was not, it's the first time since 2004 that he is not a member of the U.S. Olympic team. This is this is after he he had he had been diagnosed with testicular cancer and having to undergo surgery and he did end up being able to come back and was able to qualify but he was just not, he was one of the ones one of the 11, they say, iconic athletes that will not be participating. He will be not be there for the U.S. swim team. The second one we'll be talking about is Molly Huddle, who is going, who's supposed to compete in the 10,000 meter for the Olympic track and field trials, but with, withdrew because she was carrying a hip and ankle injury all year. This she, so she will not be going because of injury, just like many of these other athletes that have been nursing injury because of... Uh, one reason or another, she is. A, she ended up being a two-time Olympian in the games that she. She also was able to set an American record with 30 minutes and 13 seconds for her 10,000 meter time. So that's very. That's a very good time for. Or, or yeah, she, yeah. She she was able to compete the 5,000 meter at the 2012 London Olympics and the 10,000 meter at the 2016 Rio Olympics, where she set the American record time. Okay, just what I said. Uh, next, another an NBA star, Chris Paul. He he's one of the ones that have declined the invitation to join Team USA to play for that gold medal I just talked about. He will intend to use the summer to rehab and rest after now going to the NBA Finals. He, like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, and Kyle Lowry, are some of the big names that have also withdrew to be able to rehab instead of playing for Team USA to go for the gold. With this said, there are LeBron and others have already been on this U.S. team and have won gold medals, so it's not like they're turning down their first ability. LeBron has been there, and he has won gold medals for Team USA before in the past. Ryan Lochte, who is a 12-time Olympic medalist and the world record holder for the 200-meter individual medley event, will not make an appearance in his fifth games this summer. He ended up finishing the seventh place in the 200-meter medley, which was not good, which means he did not end up earning a spot on Team USA. 
He, he last appeared in the 2016 Olympics, which, if you do not know, was the last time we had the Olympics because we were unable to have them last year because of because of COVID-19. Shelby, Shelby Houlihan will also not be. She is a distant she is a distant runner who was given a four-year ban after a drug test was administered by the world's anti-doping agency after she tested positive for nandrogen, which is an androgen anabolic steroid known for increasing muscle mass. So it's a steroid. She was she was caught for taking steroids and was given a four-year ban. So she has the inability to go to these Olympics, but she will have an ability to compete in the next Olympics in uh, the year 2024. She is an American record holder for the 1500 meter, the 5000 meter, but when now, well, oh, she will miss the, oh, she will also miss the 2024 games. Yeah, technically, because since it will not go in place until these Olympic games happen, she will miss both of them. They would, they did not specify when the Olymp, when the, they did not specify exactly when it went into um, effect the ban, but they did, they have a, spe- they have specifically said here that she will not be in the 2024 Paris Olympic Games either because of this, her being found with taking the with the use of steroids. She Lauren Hernandez, who is the gymnastics, withdrew from the Olympics after hyperextending her left knee on the balance beam warm-ups for the gymnastics championship and did not come even compete in the Olympic trials. She won team gold in 2016 as the as a, a very good um, a gymnastics team that we had made up of Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, Madison, Kosian, and Ali Ali Raisman, and then Hernandez, who who also took home silver medal in that same Olympics on the balance beam by her, balance beam by herself. So she will not be competing either in this Olympics because of her hyperextended knee. The next athlete we'll be talking about is Serena Williams, who is very known in the women's tennis community as one of the be- one of the better tennis players in the world. Period for the w- and to play the game. Period for the women's side. She was injured during the opening round of Wimbledon, which I talked about a couple podcasts ago, which which made her which which made her inability. She was not available to be able to compete because she was she like many other athletes have said that they are rehabbing and chose not to take part in these games. Because of one injury or another, such as Hernandez, Chris Paul, or Hernandez, and many others that that have taken well, Chris Paul's rehabbing injuries he's had before, and just many other people have decided not to go because of a rehab for injury, not because they don't want to go, but because they do not feel like they can compete their best because of an injury that they sustained. Kerry Wash Jennings in beach volleyball was all, who is a three-time Olympic champion was not able to also was not able to because she was she was eliminated during the qualifying round of the final qualifier in the Czech Republic to be able to play get on to Team USA so she was also not being there not because of injury but all but because of the fact that she was able not able to qualify in the qualifiers to be able to give herself a spot on Team USA to compete for the Olympics. David Baudia, who was on diving, he would not attend his fourth Olympics, and and where he he was able to finish, he finished third in the springboard during the U.S. Olympic trials, falling five and a half points short of making it to Tokyo. He's won four Olympic medals, including a gold at the 2012 Olympics. So he's been there before on that same platform. He he says he will. He he it was probably it was, he said it was very tough for him on social media to miss this, but he said he'll keep moving forward after not being able to make it, being that close, but not being able to make it to be able to compete in these Olympics that are going to be taking place in Tokyo at the end of this month. So he is yet another one who was had was not able to qualify for these Olympic games because he was not able to make the qualifiers. 
And the last, the second to last athlete that we're gonna be talking about is Nike. I think it's Og Womke. I, I, it's probably botched that, but she missed the cut of the United States women's basketball roster yet again. She was not named for the roster despite being named the WNBA MVP. They said this was because of a health concern, because of a knee sprain she suffered on June first. They said they, but but it, but they they say that she is expected to be healthy by to take the tip. By the time U.S. takes court the first time in Olympics, so she she did end up missing the cut. She th- they thought she was going to be healthy, but they still the team as a whole thought it was still even with that said, it was too much of a health concern for her to be able to be on this team at this point. She yeah they are on they will not be competing in that they were not compete. She will not for that reason will not be competing on on in the Olympic Games. And the last one we would talk about would be Donovan Brazier, track and field. Despite being the American record holder and reigning world champion, he was not competing in the 2020 Olympics because he finished last in the men's 800-meter eight, final during the Olympic during the trials, making making him fail to be able to making him fail to be able to compete in the Olympic Games. He had finished the race more than four seconds behind Clayton Murray, who had also been in the Olympics, taking home a bronze medal in the 2016, the last Olympics that we have. So with, with him said, those are those right there are eleven athletes in in many different sports that for many different reasons will not be competing in these Olympic Games, be able to go for a world, be able to go for a gold medal, excuse me, for, for the specific country that they would they that they would have been representing in this Olympics had they not wanted to rehab from an injury, had been caught with the steroids, or just or had not made the cut in the qualifiers, to, or had not made the specific time or placement that they would have had to to be in the Olympics this year. With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 55 of the Sports Run On Podcast.